Alright, hey, welcome to Nate Light Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D. And my co-host over there is Vince. Introduce yourself, Vince. Hey, I'm Vince. I'm Larry's <clears throat> sibling and partner in crime. We uh we do a lot of things together, so we thought why not just get together and bullshit and let you guys listen to it. That's right. So Tonight, we're going to tell you guys about our haunting experience. We both lived in the same house uh, that's owned by, it, it was owned by my mom and her sisters. But when we each got out of the military, it's like we all took turns living in that house. And uh, some pretty interesting things happened in that house. Yes, it was, it was like a, a Navy halfway house. Because us and we had a, a cousin also that lived there when he got out of the Navy. That's right. And uh, so I think I was the first one out of all of us that lived there. Right. And uh, so I'll just tell you about my stories and then we'll let Vince tell you about his. So I lived there and, okay, uh, we had an uncle who, you know, he was, he was, he was, I wouldn't say transient, but, you know, he was an alcoholic and, you know, God bless his soul, he, he would sometimes sleep in my shed so there's times at night that i would hear footsteps and i was thinking oh damn it you know it's my uncle and he's 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 getting in the shed well i'd get up get dressed and i'd go outside and look in the shed to make sure you know that he's not in my shed you know i'd want him freezing out there or anything i'd go i'd open the shed and there's nothing in there but yet i'd hear these footsteps and we had a basement that was always locked, but it, entrance to the basement was outside. And I would always hear footsteps going down that basement. Not coming up, I would hear them going down. And there again, I would think, oh, shit. You know, my uncle's got in my... But I'd go outside and I'd check, and the stairway to the basement was locked. So the biggest thing that happened to me was I was married to my first wife, we won't talk about her. Hmm. And uh, we had our daughter, and she was a newborn, maybe a couple months old. Well, I was working for Coca-Cola at the time. And uh, so, you know, here comes bedtime. We would wrap her up, you know, and she slept with us. She, yes, she had her own, you know, crib and the bassinet, but she would sleep with us. So... We went to bed one night, and of course, we put her in between us, you know, so, you know, she'd be safe. Well, I remember feeling like I was in this dark, deep, dark sleep. And, you know, it's like, like a paralyzing sleep. Well, all of a sudden, I just woke up, and I sat up, and I touched next to me, and my daughter wasn't there. So I shook my wife, and I said, you know, I said, hey. Where's Laura? Where's my daughter? That's my daughter's name, Laura. I said, where's the baby? And she said, well, she should be right here. I thought maybe she moved her over to her side to breastfeed her. Well, we kind of freaked out because she wasn't there. Well, when we looked, she was wrapped up, swaddled, you know, like you wrap a baby in the receiving blankets like a burrito. She was wrapped up and she was all swaddled and she was at the corner of our king-size bed and we both looked at each other and said, what the fuck? How did she get there? Well, my ex-wife had, she had a little poodle. 
And this little poodle, as soon as I saw my daughter, of course, I grabbed her right away and thought like, oh, shit, you know, I'm thinking someone's in the house. What the hell happened? Her little poodle ran to the edge of that bed and it just stood there looking into the dark doorway, growling. And it just wouldn't stop growling. So, we, you know, we, I forgot what she named that little dog, but she called it and the dog just stopped and went over to her. Well, you know, I'm freaking out. I'm thinking, shit, okay. So here I, I'm getting out of bed real slowly, you know, trying to not make no noise in case I do have an intruder in the house, you know. So next thing I know, it's in the back room. I, cause the closets had sliding doors. I could hear the closet door just like slide shut. Doom, like it opened from the opposite side and slid to the adjacent side. And I'm thinking... That's where I keep my rifle. Oh, my God. So now I'm really freaking out. And I'm thinking, shit, whoever's in the house is going to get my rifle. So I start creeping down the hallway. I get to that room and I hit the light. And there's nothing. The closet's closed. And I don't know how to explain it. But it, I was scared. I was scared shitless. So scared. I didn't even go to work the next day for half the day. I was trying to make heads or tails of what just happened. I didn't know how to explain it. I, I don't know what to say, what it was about, but it was scary. It scared the shit out of me. And what scared me the most is how do you explain you putting your daughter to bed with you and you waking up and you find her swaddled, wrapped in a blanket at the opposite end of the bed? That's... I can't explain that. To this day, I can't. <clears throat> and that's the, that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me in that house. But I would always hear like footsteps, you know, and and I I didn't really think nothing of the footsteps, you know, except I would always go outside and check because I thought it was my uncle. But, you know, that didn't bother me. What bothered me was the incident with my daughter. That scared the shit out of me. And shortly after that, we moved out. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that's that's my encounter in that house. Now, my brother Vince, he may he may have more for you. Right. Yeah, and uh just a little background on the house. Uh it was built in I think the 40s or the 50s. Right. And then it, the whole area is called Chihuahuita. It was uh I believe it was like a camp for the mines or the railroad or something. So who knows what took place on that land before, you know, it was settled and houses being built. But um, our grandparents bought that house from the original owner. And uh, that's how we came into it. When our grandparents passed, our mother and our aunt inherited it. So we would rent it from them. And eventually when I got out of the military, I bought it from them. And that's why I lived there the longest. And uh, I guess we started hearing things right off, right from the get-go. You know, it was nothing major. But, um, you know, before I, I proceed, I, I think I'm going to need a little drink. Oh, there you go. Just because uh, it gets me through. Oh, and I see tonight we're not drinking Coors Light. We're drinking Truly. Truly, yes. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Coors Light, but I just saw this pineapple hard seltzer, so I thought I'd give it a whirl. Yes, indulge your audience on truly hard <laughs> seltzer. Yes, it's good. <clears throat> Tired. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we moved in and uh, it started with, uh, 
Now, you said you heard footsteps outside. I I guess it went to another level with us because the footsteps were inside down our hallway. And uh, at first, it it would scare my kids because my kids were small. And, you know, I would hear it too. And they'd come home from school and be doing their homework, whatever. And they'd hear the footsteps and they'd freak out. And it went on for quite some time. And then uh, eventually different things started happening. We'd be in bed and I'd say about two, three in the morning, our pots and pans would start coming off the shelves by themselves. And you know that when you're woken up from a dead sleep by your pots and pans coming off the shelf, that'll scare the shit out of you, especially if you have kids in the house, because you don't know if it's an intruder or what. But, uh, you know, I'd always go check it out and nothing. Nobody there. Kids still asleep. Uh, One morning I got up for work. I was also a vendor. So I would leave the house pretty early. I remember I was brushing my teeth in the bathroom and we had a towel rack. And my ex-wife... Yeah, I had a first wife also. <laughs> but we don't... that That's a whole different podcast. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, she used to hang her curling iron on that... Uh, on that towel rack and I was sitting there brushing my teeth and it just started swinging by itself and I was like you know right in front of my eyes and I was like what the fuck yeah that kind of startled me because you know it's one thing to hear things but when you see something like that it's it it, it it's totally different and, and it'll it'll scare the shit out of you if you're not prepared for it right I, I mean I never had like you said I never had the pots and plans fly out of the cupboards or whatnot i mean the first time that happened what what did you think well the first time i it happened i you know i I got woken up from a dead sleep and i was like what in the fuck was that it took me a few seconds to even realize what was going on then i thought oh fuck somebody's breaking into the house that seeing that's that was my first thought i'm like fuck someone's in the house someone broke into the house yeah but but we had a dog outside and he was quiet and i'm like what the fuck no one's in the house how did this happen Right, you know, and it, right. it took a while to process what was going on, and uh, there was one incident. Uh, we were in in the living room. It was in the evening. We we're watching TV or something, and my daughter was playing in our bedroom. She was small, probably about three or four years old, and she just came running out of there, screaming and crying. She said when she was playing on the bed, she was playing with her dolls or whatever, that somebody whispered her name in her ear. That's they, crazy. Yeah, they knew her name, and they whispered it in her ear, and that scared her. I was scared the shit out of me, too. Yep. <clears throat> I'd be like, what? what? <laughs> Who's that? Yep. And uh, I- I'm working up to the grand finale, but uh, another thing that happened to me is, uh, I guess, my kids were pretty young still, and my ex-wife was from the Philippines. So she went on vacation. Her and the kids went to the Philippines to visit her family, and I was home alone. One night I was in bed. I was uh, I was not like in a, a total deep sleep, but I was, you know, where you're kind of half conscious and half asleep and something, it, it felt like a person got into bed with me. I felt the bed move. You could hear the sheets rustle and that, that just scared the hell out of me. I jumped up, I, I flipped on the light and I was the only one there. Oh, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, but how do you explain that, you know, actually shaking the bed and shit? Yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. That's that's pretty intense. Uh, uh, well, speaking of that, um, 
my wife, my current wife, uh, she had something similar to that. And this is in the house we live in here. Yeah. Now, I don't think this house is haunted, but like there's a couple of things that, that have happened that I'm like, okay, it, I can't explain it. Okay, the room we're sitting in right now, if I, if I could describe it for the people, it's a large open room. Uh, I have a couch and whatnot in it, but I also have behind me a double open closet doors and they have like ball openings they, they pop in so when they open you, or close you hear the the ball on top because it compresses and it pops like pop and the door opens and when you close it it pops because it, it that ball pops up to lock it in place while we're sitting in the living room one night watching tv and i just heard this back door pop and i told my wife did you hear that and she's like i did and I was like, that was the back closet door. And she just looked at me and said, no. I said, it was. Sure enough, I came back here and this door, the left door, was popped open. And how do you explain that? Just me and my wife here. Well, a few nights later, a few weeks later, you know, time went by. That happened. And okay, I freaked us out. Okay, coincidence. Let's let it go. We'll, we'll think nothing of it. Well, she was sleeping in what we call the kids' bed bedroom. So when I have guests, I have a back room and then a bedroom off by my master bedroom on the side. Well, that's, she went in there and she said, you know, you're snoring too loud because that's what I do. So she went in there to sleep and she freaked out. She told me in the morning, she said, you're never going to guess what happened to me. So just like my brother was saying, she was in that bed laying there and she said she felt someone get in bed with her yet she said she got so scared she closed her eyes and she didn't she knew there was no one there so when she opened her eyes there was no one there but she swears she felt someone get in the bed she felt the bed compress and they laid right next to her and how do you explain things like that i mean yeah you don't want to say what were you smoking because i wanted some but you know right yep yep but anyway getting back to the house in uh the location is gallup that's where we're from originally right but uh and it's an old neighborhood one night this this was probably the the scariest thing that i i've had happen i was laying in bed and i don't know two three o'clock in the morning uh, they say that's the witching hour so I, I, I heard crying, and the crying got loud enough it woke me up, and uh, it's it's hard to describe. The only way I could describe it is uh, it sounds like dogs crying, but crying the way that humans cry. You know, like maybe a human crying with a dog voice. I don't know. It's, it's It was freaky. But anyway, I heard it, and I woke up, and I laid there, and I was, what where, what the hell is that? Where is it coming from? But it just started getting louder and louder to the point where I'm. I I got up. I I was like, "What the fuck? Somebody's in the house crying." So yeah. So I got up and first thing I did was uh, I went to check on my kids, and they're all sound asleep, you know, in their bed. And I'm walking around the house as and it's still getting louder. I'm like, "Where in the hell is that coming from?" I I walked to the side door where we kept our dog outside, and he was he wasn't making a noise it wasn't him so i went to the the window in the in the living room and i went to peek outside and as soon as i cracked the curtain it just stopped 
That's crazy. Yeah, so that that kind of freaked me out. And uh, I guess a couple of days went by, and I, I told my mom about it. And she said, yeah, your grandparents would hear that all the time. And, you know, the, my gra- my family, my grandparents, they're old school Catholics. So, you know, they said, when you hear that, just pray and it'll go away. And, you know, that, yeah, yeah, of course I believe. But, I, you know, I, I still, it, it still scared the shit out of me. And at the time, I was I was a vendor, and I would go into a, there's a, a pueblo south of a Zuni pueblo, and uh, they're really good people. And if you if you really get to know them, you know they'll they'll share a lot of insight about their culture and stuff. But that's the thing; it's hard to really get in tight with them. Right. I mean, they're but, not. But the, when once you do, they're very hospitable. They're awesome people. Right. And uh, I just happened to be at one of the stops, and I was talking to a girl, and I was telling her about my experience. And uh, she kind of, yep, she keyed in and she, you know, asked me, did this happen? Is this what it sound like? And I'm like, yeah, you're right on. That's, she goes, yeah, I've heard it before. And she asked me, do you live by a cemetery? I said, yeah, there's a cemetery like two blocks from my house. And she said, what I heard was the dead crying. And I mean, talk about fucking goosebumps and the hair on the back of my neck standing up and. I, I probably went pale like a, a sheet, but I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, you know, I, I, I believe, you know, the, their culture's been around a long time. So, um, I mean, they probably know, yeah. Oh, you know, like you said, she said you heard the dead crying. Well, look in our culture. I'm thinking when you said that, you know, because, yeah, grandma, when I was a small boy, she had told mom, you know, she said that's what she heard. She said, I heard it out the window and it was crying. And that's when our nephew lived with her and he ran in her room. And and she, she told my mom, I, I heard the Yorona. That's what she called it. So in, in our culture, you know, when you hear crying like that at night outside your window, they say it's a Yorona, but, you know. Right, right. And uh, that's, whew, that's, that's another part of the podcast because there's a lot of stories about the Yorona where we live. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But anyway, uh, after that incident, you know, we still heard the footsteps, the pots and pans. But for me, they kind of started to fade. I, I, I'm not saying they went away, but maybe I blocked them out. I didn't hear them as much. And uh, a lot of people say that, you know, if these spirits, they get a reaction out of you, they do it for that reaction. Right. But but once you, like, stop reacting, I guess they give up on you and don't, you know, don't bug you. Right. But, uh, yeah, my kids continued to hear it until the, the day we moved out. And uh, <laughs> we relocated to Albuquerque. And uh, we, we live, I don't know if any of you are familiar with the news story where they found uh, in a, new, a new development, all those dead girls. Yeah, I think it was seven, seven bodies buried out there. Or more, or more, and yeah. They were prostitutes from the 70s. Right, and yeah. they, they still don't know who did it. No. But anyway, where I live now is close, really close to there. And uh, my daughter, uh, my sister thinks that she's like a sensitive because she could see things. And when we moved in that house, she would see things. So I don't know if it's connected there who knows you know we're in in the southwest who knows who's buried where or what's going on right right i mean there's indian burial grounds all over you know right then and i'm sure they've built many houses on probably graves that were just unmarked right right and like i said i'm in the next uh 
subdivision and i mean i'm a rock's throw from when they found found those girls so who knows they didn't build right over something else they they didn't find exactly right i mean they stumbled upon those bodies so you're right who knows what other bodies could have been out there yeah and uh i don't know if you believe in like attachment like people get attached to objects but when when i moved to albuquerque it was uh after my divorce and me and my kids, we wanted a fresh start, start over. So we basically left with the clothes on our back. And when I got there, I, I bought my kids, you know, all new furniture, all, all you know, whatever they needed. But I bought myself a used bed. I, I, I found it on Craigslist. It was really nice. It was a big king size bed. It had like the big wooden posts that looked like chess pieces. It was a nice bed and a sleep number mattress. And I couldn't believe the dude only wanted like a hundred bucks for it. It's because you didn't see all those stains on it. Well, <laughs> once I got it home, I unpacked it, and there's a uh, like a cover, the mattress, and it was stained red. And you know, I didn't think nothing of it, so I washed it, I scrubbed it. I couldn't, I could never get the stains out. And I thought, well, you know, it'll be under the sheets anyway, no big deal. Right. But uh, my once I took that household or that bed home, my daughter started seeing things. And when she would come into my room, she would always close my closet door. I have a walk-in closet. And I asked her, why do you do that? She said, because there's an old lady standing in the closet just staring at you. Oh, man. Yeah, and and one night, we have an upstairs loft right outside my bedroom. My daughter was in there watching TV. And, you know, she's a teenager. And she texts me. She, She said, Dad, I think I'm freaking out because there's a little girl in here just watching me. Wow. Yeah. Well, on the subject of little girls, my wife, current wife, she worked at a facility here in Albuquerque. I'm not going to say what facility, um, but supposedly the facility was haunted by a little girl. Many of the people that were there uh, would call out to them and say hey hey there's a little girl walking around you know and a lot of people seen it and my wife was like yeah you know yeah right right and they would tell her there's a little girl walking around and they would tell her how she's dressed well one night my wife was doing her graveyard shift and uh she was taking the stairs up to the second floor well, when she got to the second floor and walked through the door, she said she turned and looked down the hall and she saw the little girl and she was like, oh, my God, there she is. But she was had her back toward her. And she said once she turned around, she's, her eyes were totally black. And she was like, oh, my God, it's like a demon, you know. And then she just disappeared, went her way. And... uh she told me that, and I would take her dinner late at night, every night, and I'd sit there because I wanted to see this for myself. With stupidity, craziness, or just brave, you pick. But I, I wanted to see it, but probably because I wanted to see it, I never did. But she did see it, and she was telling me that one of her coworkers, well, you know, they did their graveyard shift, and her coworkers lived like 20 minutes away when she got home. She told my wife the next day at work, she'll say, you'll never guess who I saw at my house. Well, she was home doing her things, and she saw the little girl in her house. So that goes attachment. Does it happen? Possibly. Yes, I I believe it does. And I'm into, like, the 
the paranormal shows and I know some of them you got to take with a grain of salt and some of them are just ridiculous but some of them have some really good uh some compelling evidence that you know it may not sway you but it'll sure make you think about it yeah it will yeah it will yeah there's some interesting stories out there some crazy shit that happens yeah and you know I don't know if I'm uh a magnet for just crazy shit because a lot of people have never had a paranormal uh encounter or any of that stuff and man i've i can't tell you how many i've had what one of my very first ones was when i was in high school right outside gallup there's an old army base it's called fort wingate and they had an old army barracks and stuff and it's it's all fenced off it's condemned it's i don't know i guess from the calvary days but I heard stories from my friends that lived out there. They said sometimes at night at the old graveyard, you could see the cavalry guys riding their horses around. So, you know, we went out there. Uh, it was a group of friends. You know, we were in high school. We were tough. We were invincible. We all had our BB guns. and <laughs> BB guns. <laughs> but anyway, we got into the fence and we went into that barracks and it was, you know, we were all making a ruckus. So if something happened, we wouldn't have heard it anyway. And uh, we looked around it, you know, it was, it was that I seen why they condemned it. It was falling apart. So we left the next night. It was me, one of my friends and his girlfriend. I remember we drove out there and we parked right in front. They had the big wooden porch in the front and we sat there. We rolled down the windows. We, we, uh, turned off the car. We're just sitting there chatting, not really expecting anything. And then we hear these footsteps. It's like, you know, like cowboy boots or maybe military boots on wood. Right. And it, they walked the whole length of that porch right up to the car. And we we're freaking out because he couldn't get the car started. It, it was like a damn scary movie, you know? <laughs> You're like, shit, we are living the scary movie. Yeah, but we got out of there and that was the last time I went back to that place. Uh, that definitely would have been the last time I was there too. But, but you know, yeah, I don't know if you're a magnet for it. Like I said, in the house, I can't explain what happened to me when I lived there. But that, I was definitely scary. I mean, I, I can't explain it. I can't explain how my daughter got to the edge of the bed. To this day, thirty years later, well, twenty nine years later, my daughter's twenty nine. I can't explain how that shit happened. Right. I, I, I just can't. And. And I don't think I ever will. I, yeah. I don't. Yep. You just, I mean, there's there's so much that is unexplained that we just don't understand. And right. And it's hard to say, but, you know. Yeah. There's stories out there. There's eyewitnesses, you yes. know. Uh, I, I know people see orbs, and, and I've, I've seen orbs, but I didn't take them as ghosts well how about these orbs that we saw outside our mom's house on her she has a ring camera the doorbell oh yeah, yeah. those were some of the best uh the best video of orbs i've ever seen right you know and some people saying well it could have been bugs and the light reflecting off them no no i don't think so if you see these you know the ones you see on tv you think ah maybe it's a dust or whatever but these are clear as day aren't they yeah and, and it's crazy how it just came out of the wall Right. Maybe uh, if we get a website set up someday, we could post some of this stuff. Right. Yeah. No. And maybe you guys could post some of your stuff. Right. And, you know, but we want to post our stuff like, uh, and you could tell us what you think. 
Yeah, and that's usually how you do it. You know, and of course you're going to get people say, oh, with technology, they're going to say, oh, this, they're looking for attention. They, they did this. It's, it's staged or they use Photoshop or whatnot. Right. But, and, and trust nah. me, uh, a technology geek, I am not. I have to have my kids show me how to use my phone. Right. No, it's, a, it's, it's most of the time it, it can be technology, but you know, we watch, watch your shows and like you said the paranormal shows and you got to take it with a grain of salt because right. it, it you know of course they're in it for entertainment you know where we're doing the podcast are we in it for entertainment yes but we're giving you the story that happened to us right you can believe it or you don't have to right don't, it don't matter it, it happened to me right yeah. i, I want to tell another story real quick about a house i lived in sure um I was a young man. I was probably 19 or 20. I was in the Navy. I was stationed in the Philippines, and I was living with my girlfriend, and uh, she was soon to be my first wife. And uh, we had a roommate. It was her best friend. Uh, we, we, we found a bigger place for the three of us. It was upstairs. It was a nice apartment, and um, we moved in, and they started telling me stories. Uh, see, in the Philippines, they believe in what they call the little people. It's, uh, I don't know if they're kind of like fairies, like gnomes or whatever, but they, they see them from time to time, they say. And it's, it's kind of like in Hawaii, they, the Manahui or whatever they call it, that they have their little people also. Right. It's something similar to that. But they, they started telling me their stories because they claim to have seen one in the house. <clears throat> and, you know, I was young. I was, uh, you know, when you're in the military, you're kind of, you're invincible, you know, right. you're young yeah. and you're strong. You could drink a case of beer and, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But now I drink a case of Maalox, but that, that's another story. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, you guys go in and believe what you want to believe. And we, we had a ball in the house because uh, just like the little rubber balls you use to play jacks, because we had a visitor and the little boy had a ball and he left it there. And uh, me and the wife were we're uh, we're laying in bed. It was just the two of us home alone, and we just seen the ball go bouncing by. Oh damn! And guess what? <laughs> we moved out the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I'd be yeah. like, who the hell was bouncing that you ball? Know, that freaked me out. It didn't scare me enough, but it scared her and her roommate enough. They're like, we're out of here. Yeah. I, well, you know, I think I think most girls get scared right away more than men. I, Probably because they're smarter than us, and we're like, what, what was that? Yeah, we're, we're, we're <laughs> the idiots that think, oh, the, the cat hit it. No. Oh, yeah, but it's there's definitely some stories out there. And uh, I'm going to say one story that was told to me. Our, uh, we have a cousin that he got married to a, a girl we went to school with, and she was married before, and she... Her first husband, they lived in, I think she said Texas, and and they, they were renting a house. And her story goes that they had a little boy haunting their house, and she would see him. She said he was a little boy in a striped shirt, and he haunted their house. But here's the kicker on this one. This is the kind of ghost you want. She said that this ghost would make coffee every morning. And I was like, you got to be shitting me. And she swears to me. She said, yes, he would make coffee every morning. I don't mean he'd do the grounds. You know, she would set the coffee maker up and, and, you know, so that they could just get up and hit start. And 
these are the days when we didn't have all these automatic things, you know. Right. We're, we're a little older, but she said, yeah, sure as hell, you know, she did get it ready, but even if she unplugged it and left it plugged but ready, she would wake up and coffee would be making every single day. And I, when she first told me that, I was like, no way. But she said, yeah, she'd be doing laundry and she'd see him pop up in the laundry room and whatnot, but... She said she didn't think nothing of it. You know, he wasn't threatening. He wasn't right. wasn't molesting, wasn't knocking shit over. That that was his thing. He made coffee. Right, right. And uh, and the way I see it is, you know, if it's not malicious, not not out to hurt you, or not really trying to scare you. <clears throat> I mean, no big deal. I mean, I could live with it. Right. The, th- the thing that bothers me is my kids were getting scared. Right, I could see that. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's crazy. I could definitely use someone to make coffee for me. Right, I I, <laughs> I did. I I called her bluff, and she's like, "I don't care if you believe me or not, but that's that's what would happen." Yeah, and I, I when I hear stories like that, I listen uh, a little more. Um, well, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, I I believe more. I'm I'm not as skeptical. Right. Because of the experiences I've had. You don't dismiss the story immediately. Right, right. Well, no, and I mean, I don't either because I had my own experiences, you know. What, if I call you a liar and I tell you my story, you're going to say, oh, now who's the liar? Right. Yeah. And and where I work, I work, uh, I, I work in an industry, we, we, we work way out in the boonies here in New Mexico. We're out in the hills all by ourselves, And, uh, <laughs> oh, man. We've seen, I've seen stuff. People have seen stuff. There's crazy stories. They've they've seen a little boy out there at night in pajamas, at walking the, around. Where you work? Where I work. That's crazy. Yeah, they they he's referred to as the pajama baby. They'll see him pop up, and they've seen uh like strange lights. Right. I don't know if it's paranormal or UFO or what, but I've seen the lights myself. Wow. And what uh, one night uh, we we moved some equipment. And me and another guy were waiting there, and there was a light up there on the hill. I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, there's nobody up there. There's no roads. Right. And that light stood there till about mm, 20 minutes before the sun came up. We we're working the night shift. And that light, where I said, look at that light. And it just faded. It just faded away. And then the sun started coming up. It was crazy timing. And there's nothing up there. That's nuts. Well, you know... Uh- I work in a a building downtown, and uh, I've been told some stories that, you know, there's some entities in our building, you know, a few of the girls that would work, you know, a little later in the evening would say they, they, would, they would feel their hair moved or something brush against them, and they'd turn around, and there's nothing there. Right. You know, and there's multiple stories in this building, and, you know. But it it was predominantly down by the, by the basement where they would you know have these encounters. But I believe there's a lot of things out there that we just don't know about or we don't see. But right, and and I mean, just because there's no scientific explanation, don't mean it's not real. You know, science ain't gonna explain everything. Right. It it just isn't. And you know, you get your skeptics that well, if if it can't be proven scientifically. Which is test, repeat, same thing, you know. Right. Just just like uh, in our, our older podcast where we talked about Sasquatch, science won't acknowledge it because right. 
they say the proof's not there, but to me, the proof is there. Uh, the proof is there. It yeah. definitely is there. Uh, and science ain't there because I think these creatures that live out in that environment, they're just way smarter than us. When it comes to that game, that playing field, they got to speak. Right. But yeah, you know, and uh, back to the ghost stories. That's the, Those are the stories we wanted to share with you guys tonight. Right. And That's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Where we come from, our small town, a gallop. There is so many. The The road used to be called Triple Six. We could just go on in another podcast about oh that. Oh, my God, yes. There's so many sightings on that road. And, and just to tell you, you know, we live in a small town where there's there's been a lot of death due to exposure and people getting run over on train tracks due to we, you know, not proud to say it, but that little town, it's an alcoholic town. You know, it's it's gotten a lot better. I will say that it's gotten a hundred percent better. But well, when uh, we we're growing up, yeah. when we we're growing up, it was they would pass out everywhere and anywhere. Right, and I you say it, it's gotten better. It did get better for a while, but I would say it kind of shifted because there's you know <laughs> the drug epidemic now. Well, yeah, and and you know, and we don't we haven't lived there in many years, so we don't really know what's going on there now. But. But yeah, growing up there, definitely a lot of deaths due to exposure and, you know, there were people just right. found dead we would see constantly. It. We would see it a lot. Yes, definitely. Yes. Well, anyway, we thank you for listening. And these are the stories we're going to share with you. And uh, if you have a story, you want to get in touch with us or you just want to tell us, hey, you're doing a good job or, hey, you guys suck. This is the email you can do it at. It's late night with Larry 55, all one word, at gmail.com. Right on. Keep it spooky. All right. Thanks for listening.